0: Hello, and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Bruginski, and today I'm talking to the marvellous Jen Polk. We are talking about life after the PhD, and Jen shares loads of wisdom about managing that transition and thinking about what you might want to do, launching yourself into that next chapter. So I do hope you enjoy this episode. <music> Jen. Hey, I'm super excited
1: for this discussion.
0: I'm very excited. I'm also very relieved because we've been (laughs) trying to talk to each other for so long and it hasn't happened for a variety of reasons. But here we are now and I am. it's just so, so lovely to have you here, to be here, be talking with you. Um, Like we were just saying, we feel like we know each other because we've been in circling each other for a while and um, I just I love I love what you do I love your work and I'm just so delighted that I'm um, to be able to share this with some more people today um so welcome hooray you're here Yay. don't go anywhere for the next 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> um brilliant so today we have got a really juicy topic it's about this kind of emotional aspects of, of coming out of the phd which I think people always think, oh, it's going to be so amazing when I finished, <laughs> and then that journey, that last bit of the journey, can be really tough. And you've got some real wisdom to share, so I'm I'm looking forward to to talking with you about that. Uh, but before we get to that, tell us about you. Tell us about your journey into, through, and out the other side of the PhD.
1: Yeah, cool. Thanks, and thanks for having me again. So my journey, so. Um... Okay, <laughs> big sign. <laughs> so I went straight through, as folks say, at least in my part of the world. Um, and I'm in Toronto, by the way, so you have a kind of visual for to imagine. So I'm in Toronto. I'm Jen, um, and I went straight through undergrad. You know, high school, undergrad, MA, did a master's, um, yeah, and then a, straight into the PhD. And my PhD was in history. Uh, so shout out to any humanities folks listening. Uh, and I finished um, when I was a bit older than some other folks who go straight through. I was thirty two. I was thirty two when I finished, and right. I hadn't had a like full time job at outside, you know, university wow. um, until until that point. So it was <laughs> it was a big moment of like, oh, now what? Now what? That's like that one quick v- v- way to tell the story.
0: Wow, wow. So I think this sense of well being institutionalized almost, isn't it? The <laughs> sense of negotiating um a whole way of being and then thinking about what's on the other side of that. Because I think you can be real, can't you? Head down, let me get through this. And then and then as you're coming towards the end of it, somebody described it to me as like the void in terms mm. of like what is on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so you you came out then of, of that. What yep, did you yep. what did you do? What was Beyond the Boys for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So for context for folks, so I finished in 2012 and now we're talking it's uh 2013. So it's been a while. I finished um eleven years ago and I now am, you know, I'm pretty established, I would say, after a decade. Um I've had a, a new career, excuse me, and a business for a decade now. And I've done, you know, a few different things, but it's all revolved around what what happens after you do a PhD. So, haha, right? <laughs> I lived through it, and now I help other people through it. My business is called From PhD to Life, and a and a big part of what I do is, and this is surprising sometimes to folks, but it really is going back. Okay. Let me rephrase this. Often people think that the work that you need to do after you finish your PhD is get a job. Of course. I mean, that's, you know, it depends on the person, but like get a job. And so what do you need to do to get a job? So often, the assumption is, well, I need to convert my academic CV into a non-academic resume, right? You know, there's different language for this in different parts of the world, but that's like, okay, I'll just do that or, or I'll I'll go online and I'll look up uh, jobs, jobs, right? I'll go to the job boards. Maybe I'll ask Google what jobs uh, PhDs do. Uh, and they think that's the work. And that's some of the work, but my focus over the years has been on saying, well, hold up. Let's go back two, three, four <laughs> steps here. <laughs> who are you? Who are you? What's going on in your mind? Uh, you know, what what thoughts are you having about who you are and about your academic career and about what's next? Because uh, we got to get that right first. Um, and then, you know, we can focus on what you want. And then, you know, maybe you can start talking to folks, right? And eventually, sure, eventually, let's talk about, you know, how to market yourself, uh, how to apply. But this is, there's a lot of work to do before that. Um, and this is work that you can do during a grad uh, program, during your PhD, but often it's work that you have to do once you're finished.
0: Well, I think this is, this is what we talk about a lot here in terms of... This transformational journey of the PhD—that you become a different person, literally a different—you don't finish the same person that you begin, and that can be glorious, <laughs> um, but it can also be really disorientating, can't it? And so I think this sense of um, often people end up then perhaps having different ideas of what they want or what's important for them at the end of the PhD process than when they started, and I think that that can be a really well, interesting, in a vertical <laughs> journey, but absolutely this sense of kind of finding out who you are, which is what the PhD is all about, um, and then how that translates into, into what you're going to do next, where that leads you next. Mm-hmm. um, But it it can also be a bit tricky because that those processes, when you're coming towards the end and you're trying to complete your work, and submit but also think about what's next that's um that can be really challenging and i wonder if you well i know not i wonder i know you have lots of experience with this so i wonder if you could share a little bit about the kind of typically what's going on for people at that in that time
1: yeah it's really interesting thanks for thanks for bringing this up uh emma it's really interesting because in some ways when you're finishing your phd uh you're your are you're, you're proofing, you know, the final manuscript, uh, your your dissertation, your thesis, whatever you call it, Uh, you're preparing for your defense or your viva, Uh, you're putting together the presentation for that, Um, you know, maybe you're worrying about those those final papers that you got to push out, whatever. In some ways, you're like the most immersed in academic work, academic culture (laughs) than ever. (laughs) Um uh you might be teaching courses you might be involved in like all kinds of different research collaborations etc so and you're fully trained to use the lingo right you're fully trained um and it can be like super jarring um so you're fully immersed fully trained and the the viva the the defense i don't promise this for anybody but hopefully and typically it's a really positive experience it's really great it's really celebratory uh for folks and it's uh wow <laughs> Like, awesome. Right. That's fantastic. And then it's like, well, now now what? And and everyone's different. Every field is different. But I, I think across the board, across the board, you know, in all of our countries, there are way more people qualified PhDs who want jobs in academia than there are openings for them in academia. So it's just about like a total different number, a total numbers gap here. Uh and it's you know uh that's tough. That's mm-hmm. tough. Uh you know it's tough on the bank account, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it's tough mm-hmm. on the soul, right? It's tough on the ego. Mm-hmm. It's tough on the identity. Am I
0: answering your question? Yeah, and I think this this sense of um uh, uh, coming coming to coming to the end of anything is is tricky isn't it so this sense of I love you. Have this sense of this celebration that you have, and this kind of culmination of your work, um, and people kind of reading it and going, "Yeah, this is good." When you've probably spent three, four, five years going, "Is this good enough?" I don't know. <laughs> so you kind of get to that sense of like, "Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, yeah." Um, and then, and then now what? And then, and then now what? And now what happens? Um, but I think this sense of of a grieving and a letting go that that needs to happen in terms of. Of, of what might have been as well um, and what you might have looked at. So there's, I think there's so much emotion in in that, in those final phases, which I don't think people are always ready for. Um, and then I think then that of the real challenge of what to do next, like you say, in terms of where they might go, but what might be available as well, what might be yeah. available for people
1: totally and i'm i you can't see folks but i'm i've just been nodding the whole time yeah absolutely um yeah it, it's what do you do what do you do and so i'm going back to what we talked about earlier so much of my work is saying like well hold up you can't actually really start applying for jobs and frankly like interviewing and being seen as a viable candidate unless we sort out some things about your identity first And so I often when I work with folks, I mean, it depends on where they are, but typically I would start with like, well, what do you value? What are your strengths? And what are your priorities? And sometimes folks are like, but Jen, what does this have to do with like, none of these assessments that you're having me take are going to like, tell me what job I should have and correct, (laughs) they are not going to tell you what job you should get, but they're going to get you in touch with who you are. In the world, um, and that that's going to be a new foundation for your sense of self. So, often in an academic environment, you know, imagine going around like a seminar room and everybody introduces themselves. It's in, in an academic context. It's like, well, my name is Jen, and I I focus on American-Russian relations in the early twentieth century. My dissertation was about blah blah. Right? They're like, <laughs> I publish whatever. Right? Like it's. I'm laughing. That's like super typical, right? You know, I'm a fifth year, whatever. Um, But the, and that's cool. And I'm not saying you have to jettison that, but in the world of work, and especially if you haven't identified exactly like what the viable job titles are and the employers are for you, it's like, I'm Jen and I'm a community builder. You know, I'm someone who really cares about the value of education. I, you know, my approach to managing other folks is Whatever, blah blah blah, right? And that's that's a totally different way of thinking about yourself oh yeah, that yeah. doesn't replace all that stuff you just said. Um, but you got to add that in. You got to add that in. And you might you might actually replace. You might replace <laughs> the academic knowledge with more emphasis on your skills, your strengths, your values, et cetera.
0: Am I making sense? It makes absolute sense, and I absolutely love it because I think this is key. It's like I say, that actually come back as I say it many times because it's true it's like this PhD as the personal development project where you you are coming into yourself maybe a different way of being but into yourself and so really all that work that you have been doing alongside the research work all that personal development work that you have been doing whether you wanted to or not (laughs) because it happens uh, this opportunity then to check in with that and go okay what sort of person am I what values do I have Um, And how is this going to take me forward from here? Because I came into this programme for a reason um, and things might have changed for me now. And now as I move out of this, what's important? Um, And that may be, as you say, that may be continuing um, in an academic role, but knowing very clearly what's important to me in that academic role, not just taking anything that's going because of of, of a kind of fear. (laughs) I'm just going to grab at it, a sense of, 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 being thoughtful about what might work for me and if I'm not going into an academic role then again what what sits underneath like you say what sits underneath my research work and the way in which I want to be in the world that then can help me decide where to utilize my skills I suppose I suppose, though, what I'm, what, what I'm thinking as I'm saying that, because you and I can sit here and go, oh, yes, a uh, people might be going, but you know what, 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 how is this going to get me a job? Where is this going to take me? I don't feel like I'm qualified to do anything else apart from, um, or I don't feel like I'm qualified to do anything. That's sometimes people, are, sadly, kind of I, I have recently someone who's saying, I, I just don't even know why I did this. Why, yeah. why did I do this? Yeah. So it, what would you say to that person?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I hear this too. And I, I, you know, I hear, I hear folks and I'm not here to contradict anyone, although, you know, maybe, <laughs> but like, okay, let's take you at your word. So here's what I teach folks to do. Um, let me let me talk about my my four step program. <laughs> so so I got this is my PhD career clarity system. Uh, and it's four steps. And the first step we talked about already, uh, which I call prepare for action. And that's when you want to check in with what's going on in your mind. What are the narratives that you've been spinning the stories that you've been telling? Um, uh, you know, what are your values and strengths? Um, you know, who who are you as a person? Uh, removed from all the other junk that's going on. So that's sort of, you know, making sure that your own mind isn't going to like block you from moving forward. Step two is the self-reflection piece. And I call this focus on yourself. And that's, you know, yeah, what are your skills? How much money do you want to make? Where do you want to live? What do you know about? You know, you don't only know about that one thing. Uh, So so focus on yourself. And then at that point, um, at the end of that process, I have my own clients write what I call a focus statements, and that is you don't have to show anybody else, although you can because you might be proud of it, but it's a few sentences where you uh, describe like what you're looking for. Uh, and you don't have to name job titles or employers or anything like that. Uh, you could, uh, but it's, it's, it's getting at what you're looking for next and what your career is ultimately going to be about. Uh, and it's a draft, right? Everything is a draft. And then you go and research possibilities. So, step three is identify possibilities. And the, the big part of the work, and people will roll their eyes at me, but yeah, big part of the work here is going to be doing informational interviews and that's networking. But it's networking as learning, it's networking as community building. It's not networking as like, hey, give me a job because that's not effective. Uh, and it's also networking as self care. And I know that sounds a bit silly, but having conversations with folks that you get on with who are interested in hearing your story, who are sharing with you their insights, who are, you know, offering to help, like that's really awesome. <laughs> and that's why, you know, often doing informational interviews can be a form of self-care. So I'm really, I'm really hyping up these informational interviews because I think there's lots of positive reasons to do that.
0: And then Sorry to interrupt you, but just in case we don't know, because I'm not entirely clear, what's an informational interview? Tell tell us how to do that.
1: Yeah, great question. That's when you have a conversation with somebody, you know, let's say 20 minutes uh, about their job, their career, their employer, their industry, their sector, like whatever exactly you want to learn from them, Um, you know. People that do research, it's research, it's qualitative research, right? Yeah, <laughs> you got yeah. a goal, you got some questions you want to ask, you know, you see where the conversation goes, but uh, that's, and yeah, and you also start to build your network, but really the goal is learning. Um, and at that point, you can, you know, you talk to a handful of folks. Let me give you an extreme example. One of my clients a couple of years back did 150 informational interviews. That's a well, lot, that's okay. <laughs> right? Uh, so, you know, you don't have to do that, but do 10. Right. Do five, do 10. Uh, and then then you can identify some specific jobs, employers, fields, what you know, whatever it is. Uh, and then at that point, now you're ready to start um applying. You're ready to understand, you know, now you have an understanding of what applying looks like, what you need, right? And then you can start applying. So this strategy, although it seems like it's like so much longer. It actually prevents you from wasting a bunch of time and like feeling like you, you know, don't know what you're doing because you've actually done the work in the right order. And you've got this like job search team that you've built up by talking with folks, uh, you know what you're doing and you can really hit the ground running with applying.
0: Love this. And what I love, yes. I, what I love about your friend of 150 people, is this just spirit of abundance. Because I think, like you were just saying before, in terms of coming to the end and going, there's not enough jobs. There's not, you know, there's there, there, there's, there's not there's nothing out there for me. I I don't feel good. All of those kind of scarcity thoughts. If you speak to 150 people, going, blimey, there's 150 people doing 150 different jobs. I, you know, I could see myself doing 20 of those that's 20 options (laughs) Um, and I just I think the more we can be in abundance the better isn't it I just I I love it and I love that your your system is about kind of opening up rather than shutting down this sense of opening up and seeing the possibilities that are out there because there are there are many These, these kind of smart switched on passionate people coming out of PhD programs the world needs us and, um, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, you know, it's fun, right? It's fun. It's life affirming. <laughs> it's great. Well, well, that's the thing. I think making contact with people, although I, I I know that, I know that that is a challenge for, I know it's a challenge for some people to, to reach out to people. So, um, reach out See, so look at me trying to be sort of all your side of the pond people just reach out um so but have you got any tips then for people who kind of say actually that I, f- I feel really I feel very British about this I'm not I'm not sure about making contact with people yeah <laughs> how yeah. any tips to get started with that
1: Yeah. So the first thing I want folks to know is, uh, hey, you're in good company. This is the number one sticking point for all my my clients over the years. Right. This is this is where they get they hit a roadblock. Like, oh, John says I got a (laughs) network. So welcome. Welcome to the roadblock. Um, so first, I want you to, you know, take it from me because I'm telling you the truth that you belong in conversation with these folks. You have value. You have worth. Uh, the world does need you, what Emma said. Uh, and and you deserve to be in conversation with these folks. I can't promise you that any particular person is going to make time for you, you know, at this particular week. But in general, you deserve to be here. Um, right. So now we've dealt with that. Uh, The next thing you want to do is send a quick email is five sentences, six sentences, right? Uh, Subject line, just say informational interview or talk to you about your career, right? Like don't overthink it. Just like describe what it is dear so- and so dear doctor so- and so um you know my name is and I you know I came across you and I'm interested in doing an informational interview I'm particularly curious to learn more about this. I thought about you because of your work with blah 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 uh do you have time uh, for a 20 minute phone or Zoom call in the next couple of weeks? Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing from you. And then, Okay, click send. Right, go for a walk around the block, <laughs> have an ice cream, whatever it is. Uh, you do it again. You follow up a week later. You didn't hear back. You follow up a week later because your job is not done until you followed up. Now my advice is 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 to do it over email. Almost everyone you can find them on email. Um, uh, some people say, "Well, can I use LinkedIn?" You could, but there's a risk. Not everybody checks LinkedIn. LinkedIn messaging is like, it's just kind of messier than email. So, you know, I always say start with email. But hey, bonus, if you're actively in communication with somebody on LinkedIn anyways, sure.
0: Uh, anyways, uh, how, how do you feel, Emma? Am I, is that yeah, my opinion useful? Definitely. And I also think there's that sense, isn't it, of um, being a PhD researcher can really open doors as well. People love to talk people doing their, you know, on on their PhD, it's a, it's, a, it's a magical time. It may not feel like it for you at the moment, I know, but it is a magical time. And I think yeah. saying that, you know, I'm a PhD researcher and I'm interested in this and this, people will be interested to talk to you.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And, you know, for the folks out there like, yeah, but I don't have a network. Well, hold up. Anyone who's done a PhD or a graduate degree, anyone with experience in your particular field of academic work, anyone attached to the university that you're at in some capacity, anybody that graduated from the same institutions, plural, as you, right? Folks that live in the same town as you, like you don't have to know them personally already. Uh, but but you also probably do know people from years back. Just get back in touch with them. My I did an informational interview with a guy I hadn't seen in years. I'd met him like twice, briefly. I sent an email, so nervous, sweating. Like you probably don't remember me, but uh,
0: and he was like, I totally remember you. We talked about you know X. <laughs> and what well, I th- I think it's always it's also thinking you know if somebody emailed you and said I'd love to know more about your job. You'd go, oh, yes. All right. You might say I'm a bit busy at the moment, but I can talk to you any week's time or so. But it, it, very rarely people go, no, go away.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And, there, and here's another tip. I mean, if you're not really sure that that person is the right person to chat with, just be open about it and say, if there's somebody else that you think is a better fit for me to learn from uh, about X, please let me know right that is an easy out for that person to say oh great yeah you should talk to my colleague Ramona you know here's her info or I'll pass along you know I'll forward this to her easy I
0: love this I love this and and I know it is I I know it's a challenge for people but I, I think this sense of what I love about what you're doing and what you're encouraging people to do is to think beyond the void. And I think that this can really help people in those in that finishing stages. I think it can really help to know there's something that they're moving on towards. It can help to finish off get your PhD finished because you know there's something else you're moving on to Um, and it can help in that kind of post-submission blues because you've you've got other irons in the fire Um, as well as actually practically helping you to sort of get going on your career. So I just I love it. Thank you, Jen, yeah. for being out there, helping yeah, helping yeah. people through that. You're welcome. Um, I'll, I'll just say one last thing for the students
1: in the room, the PhD candidates, that all of this work I'm describing before you actually start applying to stuff, all of that you can do yeah, before you start applying to stuff, right? So you yeah. it's exactly what you said. I mean, you can do it when you're still enrolled in a program. You don't have to be. It's not about applying for jobs. It's about exploring. It's about learning. It's about community building. That is all work that is ideally done before it's crunch time.
0: Love that. I love that. Well, then I'm gonna ask you to say something else now as well because I'm not gonna let you go yet. Yeah. In terms of you've given us loads of goals and stuff already, but. I always ask people the reductive question about a top tip or top tip. So do you have something for people to take away? Um a, a top tip? Ah, uh, let's see. <laughs> you could just repeat something you've already said if you want and, and just yeah. make that your top one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, let's let's go with something you already said. I mean, there's so many things to to pull out from this, but I think the sense that you belong in this conversation and it, careers and jobs. It's all a conversation over time and you belong here and other people want to be in conversation with you uh, and you just want to remind yourself of that every day, every hour if you need to, as you go forward Um, and yeah, I'll stop talking
0: amazing amazing thank you so much for your time jen we'll have all jen's details in the show notes so that you can um go find her if if um you are at that stage and um, and even before you get to that stage i think that really is i don't think you can start this too early really because it's 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 a journey it's a, it's a parallel journey um alongside your research thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. My pleasure. It's always it's always fun to talk. (laughs) Remember that when you're doing networking,
1: people like to talk.
0: (laughs) I love how you did that. That was that was pro. That was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thank you all for listening.